Aloha, and welcome to the Murph's Place 808 for the Love of Golf podcast. I am your host, Murph. We have a, uh, a good show for you guys today. It's another lovely day here in Hawaii. It's hard to have bad days when you, when you live in paradise, but there are days when we, we do have them. We do get a little rain every now and then, and it does get a little chilly at night sometimes. So, But anyhow, I hope everybody's had a good uh, couple of weeks. I know it's been a couple of weeks since the last show. Uh, still dealing with my hand injury, so I've, uh, I haven't been doing a lot of stuff. Anyhow... We have a special guest today in the studio. We have my buddy, Kui Pai. What's up, Kui? How's it? Good, bro. Hey, so I met Kui uh, when I first started coming out here visiting in 2001. And uh, he's a great guy, a fellow golfer, and a kind of a rival in our football teams. He's a Bears fan. I'm a Packers fan. But nevertheless, we still are uh, are good friends. So welcome to the show, Kui. Uh What's been going on? Thank you. Uh, not much. Uh, I haven't been playing much golf due to an uh, uh, injury that I sustained uh, a few years back. Um, but I still love the game, and um, I still watch as much as possible. And um, I've been doing other things like um, fishing and... Um, and yeah, and I can't wait for uh, football to start. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of uh, some of your pictures lately of of your fishing trips. You guys have been catching some pretty good fish. Yeah, um, fishing is called fishing, uh, just because it's not nothing is guaranteed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's my problem with fishing. I I don't have the patience to you know to wait hours to try to get a bite. Yeah, there's been days where you're out. Um, six to eight hours and not get anything so you you must love to be on the boat and on the water and um that that's a big thing out of it because most times you will not catch yeah yeah i and i love being on the boat and being on the water but i just uh if i'm going to be doing that and i'm not catching any fish it's it's probably going to lead to a little bit of beer drinking or or something to that effect and i know a couple of our buddies they that's that's mainly what their what their deal is on the boat anyhow that's exactly a fact and they don't uh so they don't have bad days (laughs) no no (laughs) they'll just enjoy the boat ride and just being outside and away for a little while right right so um let's talk a little bit about how you got started playing golf i know when i first came out here and started visiting uh I can't remember if you played a lot. I, I I think you may have came out and played a couple of times with Ski and I when we went and played. But uh, when did you start playing golf? I actually started playing golf, I believe I was 28. So I think I got a long, uh, a late start. I actually thought golf was dumb when I was younger. And... I thought the coolest part was riding in the carts and drinking. Right. Um, so basically, that's all I did for uh, my early 20s. I eventually got involved when I came back here, stationed back here. And and when you say stationed back here, that's because you were in the Air Force, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so, thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you. 
Uh, yeah, I joined one year after I graduated, so in 89 to like um, 90, 94, I believe. Okay. Uh, but I started at Lelehua Golf Course. So oh, there nice. used to be a guy that, that was there. I think he was the head. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, he was an older guy. And I took some lessons from him. And he's the one that got me into it. Well, Phil's the one who got me into it, but he's the one that gave me my uh, first lesson. And was uh, he the pro there? He was the pro there. So, how many? And that's another thing I usually ask my guests is, you know, my story was I never had any lessons. I never take had taken any lessons. I I just learned by reading Golf Digest, Golf Magazine. How about did you? How often did you take lessons? Did you have lessons a lot or? Yeah, so initially when I started, I went uh, twice a week and then once a week after that. And I think I got eight lessons total. Um, and, and that got me going. I ended up buying my first set of golf clubs from Lelehua and they were, uh, the old King Cobra irons. And I think I had a tailor-made burner driver, the old, old burners. Yeah, yeah. The, with the bubble ones. shaft? Yes. Yeah. The, bubble, the first bubble shafts. And when I initially started, I, I, I couldn't um, get enough of it. So we, we played a lot. And, you know, like... Um, Phil, back in the day, he he was a good golfer. Yeah, he he probably was as good as you. Um, when he was playing well, uh, he had a few rounds, I think, in the '60s, but he was always between uh, par and like seventy-six, seventy-seven. Right, right. Usually on every round, and he was by far the best guy that we we ever played with. Um, right. So I played a lot with those guys, and I kind of wish I got a early start. Um, several car accidents that I've been in have caused me to take delays in my golf as well as my other um, physical activities. Right. Yeah, because you do a lot of stand-up paddleboard surfing, and I know... Yeah. Um, that's one thing that I really enjoyed and we haven't done it for so long, but that was really fun. Cause uh, obviously you work on Hickam at the Harbor. So we would go out to the break out there and, and, uh, stand up paddleboard surf. That was a blast. I didn't do so much standing up at first. <laughs> yeah, I did, you did. You did awesome for, for someone who has never done it before. Uh, you, you did awesome. Cause there's people that can't even get up. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, that was a good time. We haven't done that for so long though. I mean, and I, and I haven't been able to be, be in the water, not even scuba dive. I, I used to dive a lot when, when Daryl was here. Yeah. And then Daryl left the Island. Yeah. And since that time I haven't even been in the water and, and that's not the only reason, but cause I've had invitations from a couple of guys. Uh, there's a member at Moana Lua, Paul selfie. He's a, he's a diver and he's invited me on several trips to, to go dive. But I'm, I'm always golfing. I'm, I'd, I'd rather be on the golf course working on my game than, than, uh, being in the water. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the water and I want to be in the water also, but you got to pick and choose. And 
that's what I'm doing. I'm choosing to try to get my game better. I'm scuba certified as well. And um, Chris, uh, Miami. Oh, yeah, Miami Chris. He's an avid diver. Oh, really? And he has his own boat. Yeah. So he goes and he takes people out. Scoop, like he's a master diver. Oh, uh, yeah. Master diver. Yeah. What are they called? Grandmaster or something like yeah, that. Something dive like master. That. Dive, dive master. master. Yeah. yeah. He's one of those guys. So he has all his own gear and, and he has his own boat. So he takes people out every uh, once in a while. I, I haven't been for a while i actually got certified through my job yeah um because we're supposed to be the ones that set the uh buoys outside um but yeah i haven't done that either and whenever you want to go back out i the last time i went out was last week um and it's almost it's it's always fun yeah i love diving i and, and there's some great spots around here to dive at but um so what did did you ever have a an established handicap? I did. I think the the lowest I ever got I think was um 16. 16. What do you think you were when you first started? Uh in the 20s. And and how long do you think it took you to get down to the 16? Mm. First off, how often were you playing? once i would try to play at least once a week if lucky i would get out um twice a week okay um but i i played a lot at the part three right yeah i played a lot and you know we had a good group on tuesdays there that i really enjoyed playing with you guys you and teddy i see teddy he comes to moanalua where i work he He comes with some buddies there and plays so i see him every once in a while uh, but that's a that was a good group. Efren, uh, you, Gavin. me, Gavin. Yeah, that was a that was a a fun group to play with. When I play uh, on Mondays, when I used to play anyway, I'm the one that used to do all the times and make all the calls. Um, I still do it for those guys because they still play like they try to play at least once a month. Um, I'm gonna try to see if they they want to go there i know teddy's familiar with that place um efren moved he lives in california now. oh he does yeah so he he lived there before he came back and uh him and his wife um decided that they want to move back over there they got some family over there as well oh nice but the boys are still playing so that that's a good thing I, yeah I just hear all the stories yeah yeah um so well obviously with your case because and i've said this before in the show that normally when a person is playing only once a week it's hard to improve it's hard to get better but i think in your case and you can either agree or disagree with this i think in your case you having those lessons continuing lessons helped you even though you're only playing once a week you still dropped your handicap down from the 20s to 16 it did because did you did besides playing did you practice any other times other than that playing once a week i tried to like maybe i would get out to the range um once every other week just to hit balls and try to chip and putt but i i would admit in my younger days i did not practice 
nearly as much as I should have. Yeah. Um, but my lessons, what the what he did almost the entire time, especially in the the first few, was he could, just goes over basic stuff. So, um, and I still till this day when my swing is awry i i pretty much know that it's from a few things and uh, things that he pointed out to you and the grip is probably the main 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 one right and i've probably switched my grip uh maybe three times that i can remember anyway and um I like the way that my grip feels now, but it's you, not the same as when I started. Yeah. Do you have, what kind of grip do you have? Is it a neutral? Is it a strong or is it a, uh, a neutral a and it's, um, what do they call it when it's not interlocking, but when it's like uh, overlap, yeah, overlap. Yeah, yeah. Overlap. Yeah. I've always done over. I used to, when I first started playing, I did interlocking and I just found it more comfortable to overlap now. So I, for a long time I've been overlapping. When I first started, my swing was a lot longer. Um, but when I was still active duty is when I got into my major car accident. And um, basically, I flipped the car over eight times. Oh, lucky to be alive. Very lucky. Um, I didn't break no bones in my body, but my back was messed up. So in, in all kind of ways. So since then um that was in 97 so when i started learning golf was a little bit earlier than that but since my since that back injury my swing has gotten a lot shorter and then over the years it's gotten a lot shorter so um because of it i've had to alter my play the clubs um because because of it, I don't hit it as far. Right, right. Yeah, when you're changing your swing and shortening it up, um, there is a tendency that you're going to lose some distance. So you're going to have to you're going to have to change what club you're going to hit. A, a club that you would hit 150 yards may not be the same club you're going to hit now because of because of your injury and your and your uh, lack of being able to make a full turn or your flexibility because of your back injury. So that's understandable. Um, Are, so I know you're not playing now because of dealing with your injuries, sort of like me with my hand. I'm, I mean, I probably could play if I wanted to. Today was a Beach Boys Day, a Beach Boy Day golf, and we'll get into that in in a couple of minutes. But um, I probably could have played today, but I can still feel a little bit of a twinge when I have my wrist at this angle. So I, I want to wait until it's completely healed up. Uh, Wednesday this week is the deadline for the U.S. Senior Open Championship Qualifier here in Hawaii, and I have to make a decision whether or not I'm going to sign up for it. Obviously, with the mid-pack issue, I mean, I lost $340 for three holes of golf and a hat and a towel, and I don't want to lose more money if I can't can't play. Now, granted, the tournament, the qualifier is not until June, the middle of June, so I have a few weeks and I'm still, like I said, I'm not going to play until I get this thing completely healed up because I don't want to, I don't want to go through that again. I couldn't even grip the club. It was so, it was so bad, but, um, 
So I have to make that decision by this Wednesday whether or not, or not I'm going to sign up for it. And I, right now I'm, I'm leaning towards the way that I'm going to. Speaking of tournaments, though, like that, do, have you played? Do you play any tournaments? I and when I say tournaments, I'm talking about not like scrambles, like a group of guys get together and play, you know, scramble or whatever. I mean, legit tournaments for like through the Hawaii State Golf Association or anything like that. I have not. I you've never, not. you've never played any I have, tournaments. I have never played. Did you have any desire to do that? Uh, I always knew, in my own mind, that my I've never put enough into golf to have expectations that were that high. Okay. So, well, that was going to be my next question. If you, uh, what, what you wanted to get out of the game, was it a matter of, and I know you're an athletic type person, so, um, I don't know if your competitiveness, I think it is based on how long I've known you and, and the things we've done or I've seen that you're you're pretty competitive like me and uh my competitiveness wanted me to also compete in tournaments so i had to put that extra time and work in like you said if if that's not something that you want to do then you're good playing once a week having fun hanging out with your buddies drinking beers or whatever yeah i agree and i know that i haven't put enough in it um just mainly because I know what my physical capabilities are. And unless I was to, the thing that I always wanted to do was I always wanted to get fitted. Okay. Because I do believe that if and when you do that, that's when you'll make the next leap. Once that happens, you'll know truly what your uh, ceiling can be because you'll have at least the right tools right I know a lot of guys who play now that for whatever reason just get clubs uh, off the shelf I know most people are like that right um, and that limits their abilities right what they can do because if you're not you know and when it gets into the lay and the lies and all of that stuff, you yep. know, you, the angles. I know for sure because I've seen and watched enough golf to know that all of that stuff makes a difference. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does make a difference. And I'm not willing to go that route um, just because I, I know that now it's more obtainable now than it was before, mainly because there's um, more places doing it. Right. You know? um, I know our buddy Brian did his. Yeah, did yeah, his. Brian did his, and, yeah. And his game has gone way up. Yeah, he's, he's Brian's really improved from the from the time that he started playing to, to yeah. now. He plays on the VGA uh, tour with us, too. And uh, his game has really improved. And I'm, I'm kind of hate to see, well, I do hate, and it's not kind of, kind of saddened by the fact that he's going to be leaving us he's he's pcsing and going going somewhere else so that kind of sucks because he's a good guy and i like playing golf with him and i like seeing his progression through the game yeah he's gotten really he's got i seen him when he first started yeah um so i know like him and i were i would win some he would win some right and if if i play 
like my expectations are if I play with people who are uh, like me or maybe a little bit like me, I'm going to play to win. Right. And I don't care what. I'm going to play to win. Right. Um, but everybody that I play with knows that. So yeah. it's not a secret. Right. Um, he is like that too, but I know now there's no way in hell I would beat him. <laughs> yeah. No He's really improved. His game really improved. And I know one day we played at um, Turtle Bay, and he just got that um, the same driver that I got. Right. Uh, Taylor made. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It was a shorter hole. Uh, I think the number two hole on the Palmer. Whichever one that short par four is. With the water on the right? Yeah. Yeah. He he drove the green. I think it was like 320. Uh, oh, yeah. So that's hole number. So one, two, I think it's the one. Three right is the, the par five. The, the driving four, five. Hole number five. Okay, yeah. So right he, hole number five is the one that's got the water on the on the right hand side. Bunker short of the green. Yeah. Yeah. yeah three something. Yeah. So that's he, five. So he hit the green. Wow. I know he hit a good shot. Yeah. There was birds on the green, and the birds moved. His ball just rolled up on it. Right. But, like just getting there and it was like straight as an arrow I was like, Holy <laughs> shit. but he's like you to where if he hits a good one it's gonna be it's gonna be outstanding but when he hits a good one and it's uh like off a little bit right then he'll hit it ob yeah you know so yeah he'll still hit it good but he'll right. still hit it ob you know so I think he's worked on his uh, consistency, um, but his overall game has gotten better. He was not a very good putter when he yeah. first started. That was his really bugaboo, but he's been telling me his scores, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, he he's would, he's you know, he's like been playing some really good 80s, golf. Yep. Like 82, I'm like, that's my best round ever. Yeah, he's been playing some good golf. Good golf. Did, did, did you... Did you ever get to play um, Kalakau? No. No. You it loved, was. You would have loved that. It was. Uh, they shut that down before I started coming out. I know. But it, that that was a fun. That's the one they took out and put housing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. On uh, Schofield. Yeah. yeah I that didn't... was a very. That was a kind of short uh, course. Um, fun, though. Really flat. Um, some trees, but. If you wanted to feel good about your game, you would play yeah, Kalakau. Yeah. So I'm I'm sure you've played Fort Shafter. Yeah, once. Okay, so did you play it before or after the renovations? Before. Okay, so I've I never played it before, but I played it since they renovated. They put like six million dollars into that place, and it's not a bad track. It's not bad. Um, I me uh, myself Gerald and um. Rob and Todd used to go play it um actually quite often we played it quite a bit but it's a it's not a bad course um let's take a short break and we'll be right back all right welcome back everybody we're here with Kui Pai today 
my guest here in the studio. We're talking golf. And uh, obviously, Cooey, um, I know you are the biggest Bears fan that I know. There's several on this island, however. And uh, me being a Packers fan. So we will get into some football talk. But before we do that, let's, uh, let's break down what happened this week locally as far as our, our uh, golf here at, on the island. Obviously, this Sundays uh, are the Fia Fia match at Moanalua Golf Club. And, of course, I know the broken record again. Joe P. still uh, retains the belt. Nobody can beat this guy. He's too good. Do you know Joe P., Kui? I do not. This guy is uh, hes one of the best golfers I know. But he's an assassin. He is. He's deadly. He does not mess around. Very rarely shoots over par. And it's funny. We we just the mid pack open was just a couple of weeks ago. The one I had to withdraw from. He played, made the cut, and Dean Wilson also played in. It. He played. You know Dean from the PGA Tour, and Dean played in it, and he was over par. Every they that course was set up so hard on and on Sunday. I guess the pins were ridiculous where they had the pins. It was just. It was crazy. And Joe P. ended up, uh, I want to say he finished, I may have said this in the last podcast, but I want to say fourth or fifth or something like that. He didn't do too bad, but, you know, the guy that won it shot five under. He was the only one that was under par, and that's amazing on that course setup that they had. Five under. Um, Beach Boys golf. Obviously, Beach Boys play on Mondays. I have not been able to play for some time now, so there's no Beach Boys golf for me. Um, and unfortunately, we, we received a little bit of bad news um, yesterday that one of our oldest members, not and when I'm not saying oldest, I'm not talking about his age, but I'm talking about how long he's been playing in this club. This club was started probably 30 or 40 years ago. It's a very old club, and... We, our last original member that played from the very beginning when this club was formed and one of the original Beach Boys, Tommy Fa'a, um, left the island and, and had to move to the mainland. So we, uh, he was our last original member that was playing in the club. Um, but we did receive some uh, really bad news that Frank Manuma, one of our, like I said, oldest members that have been playing with the club is uh, is not doing very well and is in the hospital in ICU. So uh, I'd li- I just ask everybody that's listening, please just throw up a prayer for Frank because he is one of the greatest guys that I know, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Um, and it's it really... Um, it's really been rough after getting this news thinking about him and, and I've been praying for him nonstop. So I just ask everybody that's listening, please just say a prayer for my buddy Frank and hopefully he recovers. It's not COVID. It's, it doesn't have anything to do with COVID. Frank uh, um, had some back issues and had some surgery a while back. And I think this may be, uh, may be caused from this. So just please, everybody just say a prayer for him. So with that being said, there's, uh, I haven't been playing Beach Boys, and, and like I said, I'm not going to play until my hand heals up. So, uh, 
PGA news. Obviously, we've had a couple of tournaments since our last talk, and I know, Koo, you follow the PGA a little bit, don't you? I do. And uh, who, who's your favorite golfer on the PGA? Currently, uh, I'm a fan of... Oh, how, how about this? Give me your top three. Uh, top three guys I follow is um, JT, okay. Justin Thomas, um, Ricky... I've always liked Ricky, yeah. even though he's not one in forever. Right. And um, the guy that I've been watching um, lately is uh, Murakawa. Yeah, Kala Murakawa. Yeah, yeah. Him. He is. He's in my top. He's in my top three. Also, I would say him, uh, JT, and um, I'm a fan of Dustin Johnson. Man, I really like DJ. Yeah, I'm not against that guy. Um, and, of course, Rory. I'm always a fan of Rory. He's, he's, he's made a run for for a while now. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was happy to see Rory won this past week. Yeah, time. yep, yep. So, two weeks ago, we had the Valspar Championship. That, that, that tournament is played at Ennisbrook in Copperhead, or uh, the Copperhead course, which is uh, where we held the the uh, golf channel Amtour had their national championship there a few years back and so I got to play that course really nice course really tough but uh kind of surprised Sam Burns was your winner in that tournament and I think that 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 was his first win on the PGA Tour I mean I've I've not heard that guy's name I know I'll tell you he's been um He's been close a couple of times here in the last few tournaments. He he had a chance to to win um, last two weeks ago, last week or two weeks ago. He was close, um, but Keegan Bradley helped him out a little bit when he when he hit in the water on hole thirteen. So that helped him out a little bit, and uh, but he ended up making a couple of birdies at the end to win win. So shot sixty eight and won by three shots. So. Um, Last week we had the uh, this past weekend we had the Wells Fargo tournament held in at uh, Quail Hollow in in North Carolina, and like you mentioned, Rory McIlroy was the winner, which I was glad to see. I'm a fan of Rory, and uh, that turned out to be his 19th win on tour, and he won. Uh, he had a one shot victory. Did you hear though that uh, he had uh, his neck locked up in his practice final practice round? I did hear that. And so, luckily, he had a late tea time, um, so he was able to get it worked out and and um, be able to finish the tournament. So, congrats to War- Rory. Congrats to Sam Burns on their win. The next tournament we got coming up is the AT&T Byron Nelson tournament. That's going to be held in uh, Texas at TPC Craig Ranch. Sun Kang is your defending champion in that tournament. Um Funny, I didn't see any power rankings for that tournament though. I didn't normally they have the power rankings and I didn't see anything uh as as far as who's being favored. Have you have you heard anything about that tournament? I haven't and I haven't even um if I remember I try to always check the field prior to the tournament right. to see who's even in it. Um but I haven't done that yet, so I haven't seen anything um on it. Yeah. So, um That'll be the next tournament coming up. Obviously, the FedEx Cup, leading the FedEx Cup is DeChambeau. Does that surprise you at all? 
Uh, it does not. Um, I forget what tournament it was where he was in the lead or up there and then didn't win. Um, I think oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Did it uh, go to a playoff? He, it may have, or he just missed the playoff, one of the two. I think it went to a playoff. I forget who he, who it was with, but I thought for sure he should have won it, and I think he three-putted on that hole. Yeah, yeah. And couldn't believe it and and end up losing the tournament on that one. Um, yeah. How about his game? You uh, saw you saw that he gained all that weight, right? I did. I did. Um and he's obviously hitting the ball very far. Um I'm shocked not shocked, but to see his short game to be as good as it is. Um but I think his his thing is his putting. When he's putting well, and and that's a lot of those guys. Right. When they're putting well, um, he's hard to stop. Yeah. You know, because it is an advantage. You know, and now the way that they're structuring play for these courses is just is outrageous. Oh yeah. On how how far it is because. Almost all of them, if not all of them, are hitting driver and then a mid to lower iron yeah. to a green, you know. Right. Very rarely are they hitting th- uh, three woods unless um, they're hitting it off, off the, the tee. Dr- yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to yeah, say. It's unreal. Um, when I was active duty, when I was stationed in San Antonio, um, Phil and I, we... Um, volunteered for the texas open and um back then i don't know what course it is it it is at now but it was at this course called la cantera and i saw um i held the score for um several groups but one group i had um john daly oh and, nice and tom layman in the same group oh wow that's cool um, that's when John Daly was actually playing well. Right. So he hit some amazing shots, but the most amazing shot I saw was Tom Lehman on a par five hit a ball. It ended up on the cart path. He had 220 to 25 to the green. I thought for sure he's just going to lay it up. He, I think he hit a three iron off the cart path on the green oh wow <laughs> probably the most amazing shot i've ever seen that's crazy that's crazy yeah those guys are so good did you see that shot uh, iron off the fucking cart off the cart path onto the green 210 that's that's nuts but it kind of not it's not the same obviously but you know have you seen tony romo's been playing some corn fairy events mm-hmm. and um do you remember that shot he hit when he hit his ball in the grandstand and then he played it from the grandstand and hit yeah. it on the green? Yeah, I, I rewatched that it was, several times. That is crazy. That was such a good shot, man. I couldn't believe he hit it from there. But, uh, yeah, I saw he was playing uh, uh, some events on the Corn Ferry. Speaking of the Corn Ferry, our boy Brent Grant from here, uh, 
He obviously is playing on the Corn Ferry, and I believe this past tournament they played at, um, it was the Simmons Bank Open in Tennessee. And I'm pretty sure that I saw Saturday that I think he had the lead. He was in the lead. He was, I, I know he was number one on the leaderboard, and I don't know if that was at the end of the third day or if it was, I saw it before the end of the third day. I want to say it was at the end of the third day. He was in the lead. Um, so then they played the final round, round, obviously, yesterday, and he ended up uh, tied for fifth. So congrats to Brent on a good tournament. Uh, keep pushing. Keep working hard. You know, we got your back back here. We're all we're all rooting for you. We want you to do good, and we want to see you on the PGA Tour. You know, on the Corn Ferry Tour, tour those guys, the top 25 money winners, get their PGA card. So hopefully he makes that makes it in the top 25 this year so we can see him on the PGA Tour. Let me ask you, Kui, have you heard uh, about the Super Golf League? I have not. So I think I may have mentioned this on the last, last podcast, but I wanted to get your thoughts on this. So there's a group from, I want to say, like United Arab Emirates, they want there's a group there that wants to put together this super golf league and what they are trying to do is recruit players from the pga and the european tour to form these that's going to be a team-based uh league so like one of the names that they've thrown out is phil mickelson is they've approached him to be a team captain and apparently they're going to pay these guys a lot of money like 30 million dollars and it's team-based and they do not have the option to pick their own schedule so whatever the schedule the league comes up with they have to play they don't get to opt in or opt out of playing in a tournament you know like the pga guys now they choose when they want to play these guys they won't get to do that and so they've did they've done some interviews and um I know I saw the interview with JT and with Rory and they're both like, you know, the PGA has been so good to us and, and that's just the money grab. If, uh, that's for guys that, you know, just want, if you're playing just for the money, then go do that. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to cement my legacy here in the PGA tour. You know, I'm trying to, um, make history and win tournaments and win majors and, and, and leave my legacy here, the PGA tour. So there's, I've heard the majority of guys that I've heard are not interested in it whatsoever, but you haven't heard anything about that league. I have not, but I would agree that it is uh, mostly about the money. I would be shocked if the name prime name guys would go over yeah, the top because that's who then that's who they want. They want the top golfers. Because this sounds like a temporary thing, and I understand the the motive behind it. Um, but I like, um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting because they're probably gonna get some takers. So we'll we'll see, and depending on how it's formatted, um, will dictate how much. Um, 
you know, on TV deals make a big difference. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. you know, what the, P, the PGA is like set. Yeah, you know? that and, and I, well, I will tell you this, and you can you can go to and and check it out YouTube or or on the PGA website. You can see um, the commissioner's attitude was they had a meeting, a players' meeting, and he was there, and he just basically told everybody, if you lead the PGA tour for this thing you will be suspended from the PGA tour and possibly expelled, be gone. You'll never get to play the PGA again. Now, somebody like Phil, who's on his way out, he's, his prime is over. There's nothing he's going to accomplish now. That's going to make any difference as far as anything goes. Um, I could see him going for the money. Why not? His career's done. He's not gonna, you know what I'm saying? If you've noticed, you know that Phil's played a couple of senior events, right? For two events, he's won both of them. But it's so odd. He goes and plays well there and comes back to the PGA and misses cuts or doesn't play very good. And I, I understand that on the senior tour, those courses, they shorten them up for the guys, and it's a different, it's a slightly not as hard setup as what the PGA puts out normally. So... Um, but I can I could see him leaving. I cannot see Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, Colin Morikawa. I can't see those guys leaving for that. Their 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 careers are still ahead of them. They still have a lot of stuff to uh, to accomplish. I I agree. And with Phil, and with most of these guys, I would think that they made they they have so much money already that. Even a cash grab, as as nice as it sounds, I wouldn't think that they would need it. Yeah, um, exactly. Just because it just it's gonna leave a mark. Yeah, and you you're gonna be that dude. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, and I, I and I can't see it sustaining itself. No, like you said, there's TV deals. The PGA has, I mean, sponsorships. Who are they gonna get to sponsor it? I mean, it's just, and how many, how many, I haven't, there's nothing set in stone there. And I guess this isn't a, a new idea. They've thrown this out there before some years ago and it got shot down back then too. So I don't know. I just don't see it happening, but I just wondered if you'd heard anything about that or, and, and got, get your thoughts on that. Um, let's jump into some NFL, obviously. Before that, I would tell you. My favorite, because we're talking about teams, my favorite golf thing to watch is the Ryder Cup. Oh, without a doubt. And it's not close. No. Not close. I I love the Ryder Cup. Yeah, the and Ryder I, Cup is I awesome. I take days off to watch it and yeah. tape it and then rewatch it. Um, but I love the Ryder Cup. I love the Solheim Cup. I love I love all of that stuff. Yeah. And those, and those that that's a little different than you know this team based stuff oh, they're absolutely. talking about doing yeah absolutely but yeah, there's no doubt the Ryder Cup in my opinion is I would even put it up there above the Masters I think the Ryder Cup is for me it is for me it is it the is Masters I think is it is my to me too tournament right um, and then probably the um, the players um, and then U.S. Open after right uh, but. The Masters has always been 
has always been my favorite, but the Ryder Cup is just yeah, the Ryder Cup. I love the Ryder level. Cup. Yeah, it's next level. If I ever could go to something, I would want to go to a Ryder Cup. Oh, really? Okay, yes. so let me ask you this question: yeah. Ryder Cup or the Bears in the Super Bowl? Oh my God! <laughs> well, I would be stripped of all my allegiance if I if I never went to a Bears Super Bowl. <laughs> I was alive and capable and I didn't go and uh and I told my O already from when we when we started dating if I if the Bears make it to the Super Bowl I'm going with or without you <laughs> right okay so obviously I don't uh and someday I'm gonna do this I am gonna actually start videotaping my podcast but um for those of you that are listening that that can't see Cooey Cooey has on his Bears t-shirt and his Bears uh, gold chain. This guy, um, I think you might be the only person that I know that reps Bears gear all year long. Doesn't matter if it's football season or baseball season or basketball season. Bro, you fucking, you rep the Bears gear every day. And I'm giving you props for that. That's, I mean, that's, that's Um, awesome in my eyes, but it's been that way for a long time. Um, some people call it a sickness. Um, (laughs) my, my closet, I, uh, I honestly could wear something different bears every day for six months. At, at least, least six months. At least. That's crazy. At least. That's I still crazy. Have sh- shirts from two two thousand and two that still that I still wear that still look legit. Wow, so. that's crazy. Well, that's a good good uh, segue into what we're going to talk about next. Is let's talk a little bit of, of NFL football. I know, like I said, you're a Bears fan and the biggest Bears fan that I know of. So what do you what did you think of your guys' draft? Uh I loved it. Um and I, I know you're a little torn, um, just because uh we drafted Justin Fields and like I, I mentioned before, I never thought be prior to the draft that we would have gotten either either him or Mac Jones or Trey Lance. So we know how the draft went. Um, I I'm stoked. I think this has been their best draft uh, to date uh, around the board. I mean, through through the entire thing. Now we'll we'll see what happens um, when the season comes. And um, I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything. So. Our biggest rival has been Green Bay. Right. That's your team. Yeah. The news lately has been revolved around Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is, is he's that dude. Yeah. People say that Tom Brady is the GOAT. I agree. But in my eyes, there is no... As far as uh, skills and um, his overall talent, guy that's better than Aaron Rodgers. 
He's 37. He just won MVP. He played unbelievable this past year. Right. Um, as you know already, I'm a big fantasy football guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So, so big that I will have Packers on my team. Right. Because um, I'm not stupid. Um, I play that you play, always like I want to win. Yeah, you play with your head. You don't play with your heart. No, I do not. You're, there's guys, I'll, I'm going to throw him out there, Ski, and, and me somewhat. And the only reason it was because I know when you're picking a lot of Baltimore Ravens players, you're not going to win a lot of games. Granted, we had some Packers players also, uh, but uh, – you play the game. You play the fantasy game uh, with your head, and and you're good at it. You 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 know what guys to pick, and um, you do your research on it and everything like that. My question is: Are you now a Buckeye fan too? I am. <laughs> I am. I am. I I, I know you're right though. It's bittersweet for me because you guys got Justin Fields, who I want to do very well in the. He's a Buckeye. I want him to do good in the NFL. But he happens to be now the quarterback, and I don't know if he'll be starting, but he's going to be the quarterback of our rival team. I I believe once he gets into training camp, and not only the coaches, but in the NFL, when the team sees the player, the team knows who should be the starter. Yeah. Like, if the team sees Andy Dalton throwing the ball and they see Justin Fields throwing the ball and running the ball, if he can grasp the playbook, um, I believe that he's going to be the starter week one. Yeah. And he's got, He definitely has the talent. Nothing against Andy Dalton, but say Andy Dalton... Um, wins a game, and then the first time he struggles, you, you're you going to pull him. And yeah. then you're going to put Justin Fields in. So I'd say just play Fields, let him take his bumps and bruises, um, and just see what he can do. Cause yeah. I, I think he is that dude. I, I think he, he is, is too. that dude. You know, and I just hope he does. I, I mean, I always root for the, the Buckeye players being a Buckeye fan. I always root for the Buckeye players in the NFL. We did, the Packers, we took a Buckeye player, our center. We took a center. He was, uh, I think he was our second pick. Yeah, Josh Myers in the second round. And uh, so I always root I always root for the Buckeyes. I just, I've, I've just been disappointed in... Um, the quarterbacks that come out of Ohio State and go into the NFL because they really haven't turned out to be kind of what you expect them to be once they reach the NFL. And I just hope Justin doesn't fall in line with that. And I think, I hope he excels and is one of our better ones to play in the NFL. I would agree um, because we know the guys who came out of um, Ohio State prior but i think that this this guy is he's just different um the way he talks um he has that big game in him um that clemson game he was unbelievable he was unreal in that game oh my god he was unreal um 
pretty much after that game, I, I I said that he's he's the dude. Now, I know we talked about it earlier, but you know, with uh, the Jaguars coach Urban Meyer, yeah, Urban possibly taking uh, Justin Fields. I think maybe it was a thought, but there's so much um, hype around uh, Trevor that they they had their mind made up already so we'll see um and i wonder how much of that plays into um is the head coach the one that makes that decision or is it the gm or is it somebody else you know what i'm saying as far as i think the the, the first pick maybe urban meyer everybody. maybe urban wanted to take everybody i mean even the owner is in discussion when you have the number one pick means that you had a terrible season yeah um usually and um that con guy is the owner of the jack so i'm sure he had a say or they ran it by him for at least a number one pick right he right. knows that his future is is on the line as well correct you know yeah yeah i'm just uh i don't know i hope he ends up doing good uh so you guys ended up taking, uh, we talked about it, two offensive tackles also. Yes, the next two picks were um, offensive tackles, and actually they traded up in the second to take, uh, his name is Tevin Jenkins. Uh, I, I watched a bunch of film on this guy, and you know, like, you can only translate a little bit from college to pros. Um, everybody knows it speeds up. Right. Um, everybody is superstars in college before you go to the NFL, uh, but it's a different game. So we'll see how these guys translate. But they did what is necessary. Um, and you guys need to help on the O-line too, yes. right? Yeah. They felt good enough to uh, let go the starting offensive tackle uh, of the last six years. So... They obviously feel good about the guys they got in to to do that. And they're one of the cap-strap teams right now. So that move freed up like eight or nine million. So Yeah, and then you guys had three picks in the sixth round. Well, they had four, but they traded another one of the sixth-round picks to trade up again to get that second offensive tackle in like the fifth round right so yeah, overall round, i yeah. think they they did uh pretty well they got some other guys that are need guys because they they didn't sign cordell patterson again the return guy so they're gonna need to get somebody for a return guy they're getting a couple guys back too so they'll have Allen robinson darnell mooney um They'll get Tariq Cohen back, uh, Montgomery. They still have Jimmy Graham, who caught eight touchdowns, uh, who's no slouch down there. Um, Cole Komet from Notre Dame. He was the rookie last year. It's going to be his second year. So, And then they got a, a above-average defense. So they go as the offense goes. I mean, with Mitch Trubisky... They made the playoffs two of the last three years. Yeah. So, 
I mean, people that teams that make the playoffs is is um you, you gotta be doing something right. Right. You know? Exactly. And we, and we were a kick away from going to the NFC championship game with Mitch. Right. And Mitch played well, but the defense was out of this world. Yeah. You know. But then we solved our kicker things. Our guy was one of the best kickers in the league. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so you guys ended up with a decent draft uh, from the looks of it. Um, you got a running back, a wide receiver, a cornerback, and a defensive tackle with those other picks. So uh, the Packers, um, I was okay with their draft. They're not a uh, – well, they kind of are. They Obviously, I think it carried over from when uh, Thompson was the GM that they – they were never a team where they went after free agents and, and they always wanted to develop the young guys and through their draft picks and stuff like that. So uh, they ended up, first three rounds, we got uh, Eric Stokes, cornerback out of Georgia. We got mm-hmm. Josh Myers, the center from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And um, Rogers, wide receiver from Clemson. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, we got three more defensive guys and three offensive guys. So we got a, an offensive guard tackle and a running back and then a quarterback defensive tackle and linebacker. Obviously they re-signed Aaron Jones. Thanks God. Uh, and then there's this talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um, and we talked about this a little bit before the show started, but you know, there was nothing, there's nothing that's been said out of his mouth. He's not came out and said anything, you know, but there's these sources and I always crack up when they got these sources and they, they had these sources last time when he was, when they were talking about him leaving or whatever. And they, they gave him that big contract. And, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I know he's upset with the GM, the current GM that's in there now. I can't pronounce his last name. Gudenkist or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Um, he's not happy with that guy. And I think he, I think it stems from, last year's draft when they or the year before that when they drafted uh that quarterback love when he felt that they should have went after other players to help him you know i don't know if they wanted more receivers or what but uh i know you remember this game so it was khalil Mack's first game as a bear first game of the season i think it's sunday night green bay chicago we that the game knocked, where he had like seven sacks? Yeah. No, yeah. The defense knocks out Rodgers. Right. I don't know if Jordan Love was there yet, but it was the other guy. No, he wasn't there. Yeah, it was the other the other backup. Yeah. That you never wanted to see. Right. Okay. For for good reason. He came in and they obliterized that guy. That's the one that Khalil sacked him, strip sacked, fumble, and then he almost scored a touchdown. Yeah. I remember we that were game. Up, I think 14 or 18 points. And then Aaron Rodgers came back in the game. Yeah. And they end up winning the game. <laughs> yeah. I was sick to my stomach. That's not the game that we went to B-dubs and watch, was it? No. No. Yeah, uh, I remember that I game. Was like, oh, my God, is this actually happening? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, Aaron Rodgers, I he, mean. He, he came back in the game after being down on a – and I know, like, all the, the things – have to happen in that game for a comeback of that nature because the same defense 
that knocked him out, that killed the other the backup quarterback, is the same defense he came back to when he came back in the game. Right. But that's how superhuman this guy is. Yeah, he's he is like you said, I don't think he's the greatest of all time. You gotta obviously my heart wants to say that, but that's not true. No. Uh, he, you gotta he use your seven chips, man. Yeah. There's no so, way around it. No. Um, but he is, I think he's the best QB that's playing in the game right now. Um, as far as playing, like you said, talent wise and, and, uh, his skill level. The only guy that's his rival and a lot of guys will pick this guy because, um, he is who he is too. And that's Mahomes. Oh yeah. Mahomes too. I would put him up there too. Yeah. He was my quarterback for fantasy last time. Um, Mahomes is a different animal too. Yeah. He's a player. He's definitely a player. Yeah. So, okay. But, but Green Bay has been Chicago's, not not only us, but in my eyes, um, our number one uh, bugaboo the whole time um, in most of my adult life. Right. Um, and like we discussed earlier, they went from Brett Favre uh, 16 years to Aaron Rodgers for 16 years. So that's 30 plus years of getting tortured. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's what it's been. Yeah. So it, other, other guys have been on the team and they've had some really good teams. They had that down year last year, not last year, but the, the year, year before. before that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like one of the best years ever for us. Um, but it's been few and far between. I mean, yeah. no, nobody can deny it, and you can say whatever you want about Rodgers and Green Bay. For, you, for your sake, because besides me being a Bears fan, the mo- most of my real friends are Green Bay fans. Um, because... I've lightened my stance on the whole uh, hatred thing. Um, now it's mostly a, a respect thing, and I understand um, that we are. You know, you don't. You hear this all like we are who who we're gonna be. They are who they're gonna be, and as long as they have those guys like Rogers, I, you know, like it's not, it's not only him, but he makes, he makes that truck go, you know, he makes that bus go. And if he's not playing for green Bay, it's going to give everybody like a chance to do something. And this is just like, I'm not discounting Jordan love. Right, because they yeah. took this guy for a reason, yeah. You know, and and he could be the next dude. He could be, you know, and then we could be tortured even longer. But but he could be the next Don uh, Don Mikowski too. So he, he could be, <laughs> but you already know what you're getting in Rogers. Right, right, know? right. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting. Okay, let's take a short break, and we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Smart Boy Studios the best studio and artist collective out of Ohio. 
Smart Boy Studios provides recording, mixing, and mastering services, as well as any other audio post-production you need. Smart Boy Entertainment artist Corey Gossett is dropping a song every single week this year. Stay up to date by following him on Spotify or Apple Music by searching Corey Gossett or on Instagram or Twitter under at Kid Who Came Back. Friday, March 26th, JV Tree is dropping his sophomore album, Oakwood Hills, featuring C Money Baby, Ten Tempo, Eamon Jones, D Knight, Corey Gossett, and Joey is Fire. It's the perfect soundtrack to start off the spring. Also on March 26th, Zachary Leon is releasing another short EP of West Coast influenced cruising songs, including another feature from C Money Baby. Dicasso also dropped a song recently titled All Right, If You Need a Pick Me Up Today. Head to www.smartboystudios.com to stay up to date on new music, new videos, and any upcoming events. If you'd like to support Smart Boy Studios and their artists, visit threads.smartboystudios.com to check out their merch. They offer hoodies, hats, shirts, and more. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Um, well, like we were saying, your biggest... Uh, your biggest um, anticipation is football season, obviously, and and mine too in a way. Not not nearly as um, much as yours, but hopefully we will have a good season. Both of our teams will have a good season and season, and we'll both end up playing in the NFC Championship game for a chance to uh, go to the Super Bowl. As far as golf goes. And I always ask my my guests that I have on the show, what kind of advice could you could you give to somebody as being a player that started out as late as you did, and you did have the advantage of taking lessons, so that did help you in your in your uh, desire to become a better golfer. But what kind of advice would you give somebody just starting out golfing, and what they should do? to improve their game. Do you think they should take lessons? Do you think they should go kind of the route I did, which was just reading uh, Golf Digest, Golf Magazine, and then go out and practicing that stuff? What do, what do you think they should do? Well, depending on how, what your range of um, how you want your golf to be. So, you know, if you want to be a casual golfer, if you want to um, enter tournaments, if you want to just beat your friends then it depends on what level you want to be at but if you wanted to say be a like before i stopped playing i was i was shooting in the low 90s is if i had a very good day it would be in the upper 80s my best round ever is a 82 at Navy Marine. Um, but to start, I I would I would at least take lessons. If you could start and you could get fitted when you started, I think you would be a a notch above everybody else. Um, because one you would have, um. And if you went this route, you would have the right clubs to match your swing. So once they once they would um, 
formulate your swing, then they could match your swing with the clubs and that would get you to play better. Um, ideally, if I started again, that's the way I would do it. Yeah. Um, lessons together with um, trying to get your, uh, you know, fitted. Um, I, I think that's the way to go, though. If you yeah. if you really, because then you you you'll be um, yeah you'll be off you'll be you should be a lot more advanced than the guys doing doing all the other stuff. Yeah, I kind of agree with that too. I, I and a lot of times, you know, people say the same for the most part that you know it all depends on what you want to get out of the game. If you're trying to play tournaments, then you need you're going to need to put the work in. But if you just want to have fun, then just go have fun. And and there's nothing wrong with that. It's it all depends on what you want to get out of it. So if if you're that type of person that just wants to go out and have fun, drink beers, hang out with your buddies, that's perfect. Play once a week, play once a month, whatever whatever you want to do. Um, I wish that I wish I would have started at a younger age. Uh, you know, I, I was the same. I didn't start till I was 26, 27 years old. So I wish I would have started when I was seven and taken lessons and all that stuff. But, you know, you can't change your past. So all you can do is work to make it better. Uh, if you guys have any questions or topics you want us to discuss on the podcast, shoot me an email at merseplace 808 at com, Or if you have any rules, questions, or uh, anything, topics you want to cover, want me to talk about, and uh Kui, I appreciate you coming on the show today. And let's uh get you back on here again when you get healed up and start playing golf. Do you have any type of timeline when you might be be uh going back and playing more? I've currently been seeing my uh uh chiropractor again and so my body feels a little little bit better. Uh right now it's it's not mainly my back, it's my shoulder that's bothering me and I tried swinging, um, but the harder I swing, um, the worse it hurts. Um, my range of motion was already short, and now it's gotten short, shorter. So um, I've probably hit uh, 10 balls in the last year. Wow. So... Um, is it a rotator cuff or or do you, do well, you know what I uh, I broke my clavicle right and since since then like I got therapy to get back uh but my range of motion has deteriorated over at least the last year so right I know like even lifting it over my head um causes me discomfort wow really yeah so and I really did try to swing. Yeah. Um, I've been lucky. I've, I've been pretty lucky then. Cause you know, I remember I broke my, my clavicle up at Waimea Bay, you know, in February of that one year. And so I haven't had any issues knock on wood. I don't have any wood near me to knock on uh, my head. That, that, that's incredible. But yeah, I haven't had any issues as far as, you know, the swing or lifting my arm up or anything like that. So I was pretty lucky in that. In that, I was lucky I didn't break my neck actually in that in that uh, body surfing incident. <laughs> yeah, even even to the touch, 
in some places it hurts. Wow. Yeah, who was with you that day? Uh, Tammy, my friend Tammy from Ohio. Well, I, actually, she's like my little yeah, sister. I, I remember her. I remember yeah, we, I, she came to visit, and I thought, okay. I remember that day. You know, Waimea is a good beach. I love that beach. And, yeah. But I wasn't thinking. February, you know, North Shore, we get up there, and there's 8 to 12-foot shore break. And so I'm uh, I'm like, there's still people out there swimming, and yeah. a lot of them have boogie boards, you know, bodyboarding. And, uh, but I didn't bring any boards or anything because I wasn't expecting it. I, I wasn't even thinking. And so we just went out and was swimming, diving in the waves and, and she got hit by a couple of big waves and she went and crawled up on the beach there to take a break. And I stayed out there swimming, diving in the waves. There's tons of people out there. And, uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to get out. I'm going to body surf this wave in. So waves coming, I paddle, get my buddy. I'm, I'm on the wave water splashing in my eyes i have contacts in so i close my eyes and stretch my hands out to like glide up on the beach the only problem was i wasn't down here on the wave i was up here the 8 to 12 foot part and it's when it broke at the shore it turned and slammed me straight down into the beach right on my shoulder and snap broke my clavicle as soon as i hit i felt it break and then so i was like on my knees at the edge of the water and the in the sand and I was moving my arm and I could feel it clicking and she's a nurse. And yeah, so it's like knocking. Huh? Yeah. And then, so she's a nurse and she's like, are you all right? I go, no, I broke my, I broke my collarbone. I've done this before not doing that. Uh, but, uh, ran into a wall playing basketball and broke it. But, um, so she luckily could drive a stick cause my Jeep is a stick. Mm-hmm. So she drove me to the hospital and we got it taken care of. And all they did was put us, I mean, they, gave me a harness to wear i didn't even you were probably better off uh just body surfing than body boarding because if you were on a board your injury could have been a lot worse yeah than than that because you could have still had the same injury but like i had something like that too they they call that going over the falls by the way so I went like that too as well. This is at Sandy's. With a board. With a board. Yeah. Landed on my back. The board landed on me. Broke my nose. And then held me down. So it was like had you pinned in the sand. And this yeah, it had me pinned literally. Oh my god. Until it washed over. And then I and then I came up again and then the next wave hit me yeah 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 sandy's can get pretty rough too out there but um and that's rough there kind of like off and on all year long it's not like it's 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 not for the amateurs it's not like uh north shore where normally in the summertime it's not bad in the wintertime they get big waves up there so yeah so um well I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, I apologize to those listeners that aren't into football, but of course, if I've got Cooey on the show, we're going to talk a little bit of football. So, like I said, if you guys have any questions or topics, just shoot me an email, mercplace 808 at gmail.com. If you also would like to support the podcast, there's a link down there that you can click on to, to help support the podcast and keep bringing you guys shows. So uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, sticking around and listening. If uh, you guys are playing golf, hit them straight, hit them long, but don't hit them often. I hope everybody has a great week. We'll see you guys next week. 
Aloha. Thanks, Kui. Thank you.